Chapter thirty eight of Hands of Iceland by Victor Hugo. Translated by Abby Langdon Alger. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sonia. Chapter thirty eight. To arms, to arms, ye captains. The prisoner of a Charlie. We must now ask the reader to retrace with us the day which has just passed and to return to Skongen, where, while the insurgents were leaving Absil Kor Ledmine, the regiment of musketeers, which we saw on the march in an earlier chapter of this very truthful tale, had just arrived. After giving a few orders in regard to billeting the soldiers under his command, Baron Votaun, colonel of the musketeers, was about to enter the house assigned to him near the city gate, when a heavy hand was placed familiarly upon his shoulder. He turned and saw a short man, whose face was almost wholly hidden by a broad-brimmed straw hat. He had a bushy red beard, and was closely wrapped in the folds of a grey serge cloak, which, by the tattered cowl still hanging from it, seemed once to have been a hermit's gown. His hands were covered with thick gloves. "'Well, my good man,' asked the colonel sharply, "'what the deuce do you want?' "'Colonel of the Munkholm Musketeers,' replied the fellow with an odd look. "'Follow me for a moment. I have news for you.' At this singular request, the baron paused for a moment in silent surprise. "'Important news, Colonel,' repeated the man with the thick gloves. This persistence decided Baron Votoon. At such a crisis and with such a mission as his, no information was to be despised. "'So be it,' said he. The little man preceded him, and as soon as they were outside the town, he stopped. "'Colonel!' Would you really like to destroy all the insurgents at a single blow? The colonel laughed, saying, <laughs> Why, that would not be a bad way to open the campaign. Very well. Then, station your men in ambush this very day in Black Pillar Pass, two miles distant from the town. The rebels are to encamp there tonight. When you see their first fire blaze, fall upon them with your troops. <laughs> Victory will be easy. Excellent advice, my good man, and I thank you for it. But how did you learn all this? <sighs> if you knew me, Colonel, you would rather ask me how I could fail to know it. Who are you, then? The man stamped his foot. I did not come here to answer such questions. Fear nothing. Whoever you may be, the service which you have done us must be your safeguard. Perhaps you were one of the rebels? <laughs> I refuse to join them. Then why conceal your name, if you are a loyal subject of the king? What is that to you? The colonel made another attempt to gain a little information as to this singular giver of advice. Tell me, is it true that the insurgents are under command of the famous Hans of Iceland? Hans of Iceland, repeated the little man with peculiar emphasis. The baron repeated his question. <laughs> a burst of laughter, which might have passed for the roar of a wild beast, was the only answer which he could obtain. He ventured a few more questions as to the number and the leaders of the miners, 
The little man silenced him. Colonel of the Munkholm Musketeers, I have told you all that I have to tell. Lie in wait today in Black Pillar Pass with your entire regiment, and you may destroy the whole rebel force. You will not tell me who you are. You thus prevent the king from proving his gratitude. But it is only right that I should reward you for the service which you have done me. The colonel threw his purse at the small man's feet. Keep your gold, colonel, said he. I do not need it. And, he added, pointing to a large bag which hung from his rope girdle, if you wish pay for killing these men. <laughs> I have money enough, colonel, to give you for their blood. Before the colonel could recover from the surprise caused by this mysterious being's inexplicable words, he had vanished. Baron Votoon slowly retraced his steps, wondering whether he should place any faith in the fellow's news. As he entered his quarters, he was handed a letter, sealed with the Lord Chancellor's arms. It contained a message from Count Dahlefeld, which the colonel found with amazement that may be readily imagined, consisted of the same piece of news and the same advice just given him outside the city gate by the incomprehensible character with the straw hat and the thick gloves. End of chapter 38